Welcome to Primary Attribute, we're a Castles and Crusades actual play podcast. My name is Ian, I'm the Castle Keeper, or Game Master, as it's known in a lot of other systems, and I use they-them pronouns. Hey, my name's Adam, I play as Vons, we both use he-him pronouns. Vons is the furry little foxhook alchemist friend who is currently feeling kind of cold and tired and probably just wants to sleep. Hi, I'm Erin, I play Ericene. I use she or they pronouns. Ericene uses she her pronouns. Uh, Ericene is like, wow, I've, I, it's been a while since I've been out so late at night outside on the outside. I'm Kelly. I play Wealthy Taylor, the halfling wizard. Um, we use she, her pronouns and, um, I'm probably at home, at home asleep and nice and warm and snuggly in my bed. And I'm Wit. I play Grix, the cobalt illusionist slash mechanic. We both use he, him pronouns. And Grix is, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Grix, I believe, is, uh, uh, Grix is, uh, Grix is a little nervous about money. Grix is, has some money, money troubles right now. If you get a chance, please remember to rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. It helps us feel good about ourselves. It helps people find us. You should do it for every other podcast you like as well. Also, feel free to give one stars to anyone who's a giant asshole. Aaron, would you like to do the recap, please? Sure. Um, Ian built a world for us. <laughs> I sound so thrilled about it. <laughs> and Vons and Ericene started our stakeout of Corva, the bird lady guardian flight leader. And Corva came to work and flew up the mountain. And when it was time for the shift change, Corva did not return back down the mountain. And that is where we cliffhangered. What? Why are we staking her out again? We're trying to find out where she goes when she's not at work or at home because we think she might be part of the cabal. Well, the, the rebellion thinks that she might be part of the cabal. Oh, no, the, the rebellion's nearly positive that she's part of the cabal yeah they just want to know where she we, is they just were doing a favor for them so that they trust us also we've died a lot and doing a little side mission seemed like the way to go <laughs> instead of going back down into the caves where one or more of us might die uh, because we need to have enough time for Vons to stock up on uh you know, cure light wounds, potions again, so that we don't die the next time we go down into the caves. So yeah, we're doing our... a side mission, which should take a, you know, good few days, and Vons <laughs> uh, will have time to do the brewing, and everybody else will have time to chillax, and yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. yeah, we're just hanging out, purring like kittens. Um, yeah, brewing, yeah. brewing potions. Excuse you, Ericene does not purr. Oh, there's definitely purring happening somewhere. <laughs> what does Ericene do instead? Eh? <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, you know what do what do humans do? We don't purr. You're a little late. Well, unless you're William Shatner. Sorry. <laughs> huh? <laughs> oh God! There was this article. Sorry, this is a. <laughs> departure. There was an article like 10 years ago that 
somebody hung out with William Shatner all day and talked about how William Shatner purred while he ate fries. Specifically, oh, wow. while he ate the interviewer's fries. I, I, I assume this was like a Boston legal thing or something. That is even no, better. <laughs> no, it was, a, it, was a, it was an Esquire interview, and it stuck with me. The interview was so fucking funny, and it stuck with me ever since. I imagine it was actually a gentle snoring, like a waking snore that some people do. You know, when they've got a throat full of fries. That thing mm. that we all do. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know uh. what anyone is talking about. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Carry on. Sorry. Welcome to our philosophy tutorial podcast. We're showing you how everyone experiences the world differently. <laughs> it can be difficult to communicate. But all right, so you have done I yours. I feel like this podcast in itself is a great uh, <laughs> illustration illustration of how everyone sees the world differently <laughs> honestly RPGs in general are a pretty good way to demonstrate it yeah <laughs> we're special though we're extra good we're very very good at being like no but there's four different ways that we could be seeing this and understanding it this please is explain very- all of the ways this is a very inclusive podcast we, we mm. love to include all of the perspectives and all dimensions. Well, okay, most of the perspectives. <laughs> um, none of us are flat earthers, <laughs> but uh, I mean the arcs. That's pretty much one plane, right? Like, I imagine <laughs> our characters are a bit confused by the idea of a round surface to live on. What? No. Yeah, you've all been taught in the abstract. Well, there's actually a decent point there. You don't really have a clear horizon line to look at. I mean, you all know. That the world you're on is a sphere, but like, I do imagine it would be weird to see. That makes sense. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know how we could not know that the world is a sphere. Oh, I'm saying you absolutely like- no. It's just being seeing it with your own two eyes. If you were to say <clears throat> see a ship go over a horizon, is not something you can really do. So and- I feel like that first experience might feel kind of weird. Arcs may have some snow on the top, but it doesn't have an Arctic Circle. It doesn't have tides. Uh, <laughs> Fine, let's throw all my, away all my world building. <laughs> There's <even laughs> ten different climate zones that interact with each other. <laughs> I mean, if it works that way, I'd, I'd love to hear how. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> but all right. And now that we've pissed off all the flat earthers who listen to us. <laughs> Air scene, as soon as she realizes that Corva is like for real, does not seem to be coming down the mountain, mm-hmm. is gonna approach Vaughn's and just be like, Hi, um, I'm not sure. Are we supposed to go back inside at some point? I, I don't mind going back inside. Why are we out here? This was a terrible idea. Well, I don't know why you were out here, good shopkeeper, sir. (laughs) I was just taking a break from the children and my husband, so I'll be leaving now. Good good job maintaining that cover. (laughs) Hey, I came up with a backstory for why I'm outside. Fair. Yeah, I believe uh, Vons is just trying to to sell more of his... His junk. I'm not sure that what we were all looking for is actually here. I mean, what do you need? 
I've got all kinds. I've got all kinds of fun products. Does Vaughn's recognize Aerosene? I would assume so. <laughs> you left the area together. Like No, no, we we haven't left yet. Oh, sorry, you, you left to go do the stakeout together. I would assume there was some interaction after your disguises had been donned. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. Or like some communication ahead of time, like I'm gonna be the one with the XYZ. That makes sense. Damn, that was so close. What? Nothing, not random rolling for things. Okay, that would be terrible. <laughs> Are you sure? Because the alternative is you're playing with your dice, and that's worse. I was looking for a one on a D100, I got a three. You're all very lucky. <laughs> I would offer up the notion that uh, rolling one's dice in the middle of an RPG podcast probably isn't quite as annoying as, say, eating an apple on... It's true, but they're yeah. on a spectrum. Erisene and Vaughn's. Once Erisene says that she doesn't, I mean, once Erisene says she doesn't think that the reason we're all out here is, you know, going to come to fruition tonight, she's going to be like, well, have a good night then. And just sort of go home because fucking, who knows, pit stop at her, her stuff too. Yeah. Take um, the skies off, but. So I believe it's like dawn at this point. You, so, you said that Corva was on until like Right, she was also really early in the morning. Never mind. Yeah. I was remembering that they got the light globes out. I couldn't remember if they were out when you got there. But you are correct. So yeah, it's just so, the middle of the night instead. <laughs> we're we're not gonna we're not gonna leave during one of their shift changes though, right? That would you, be... you waited until the shift change started to determine that yep, she's not coming back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Any customers uh, in sight? I mean, you have a shift of people who there's even fewer shopkeepers for normally, so. Oh, okay. Like, if you hang around, probably. Well, Vons is pretty tired, but if there's, if there's like, somebody who looks interested, he's, he's, he brought some stuff. Uh, all right, make a charisma check. Oh, shit, my dice. Plan the hits. <laughs> Sorry, I rolled, like, once. In the last game, and it-, it Excuse uh, me, you roll constantly on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I was rolling the entire time. Um, oh, that sounds like a drug reference. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, ooh, I rolled a four. I, uh, on a charisma check, though? Uh, yep. So that gets pulled down to a three, and then up to uh, seven. And charisma's not prime for you. Uh, people start actively... Would that matter? Not at this level of... Well, it makes the level of failure extra <laughs> impressive, because you failed by I 11 see. from the base. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, you not only... You're, you don't know if you're pitching it wrong. You don't know if people just don't appreciate the genius of your completely organic swabs. But... <laughs> For whatever oh, no. reason, people seem to be skirting away from you at this point. I've got more than swabs. I've got I've got all kinds of I've got all kinds of stuff in this bag. I mean, okay, okay. So what I did was I got glue and I got this like bit of uh, of like oversized scarab shell, right? Like the, it's it's uh, like stick like, and then I found like I found teeth, and I just glued the teeth to the end of this of this of this shell, and I call it a toothbrush. Oh God! (laughs) Brush all kinds of things with this thing. (laughs) The pointy things on there—they'll last forever, or at least until the glue gives way. 
But you know how glue sticks to teeth and scarab shells. It's going to last forever. Uh Adam, this is why we don't help you when you go on dates in this (laughs) RPG. It's punishment for the, you know, psychic damage that you do when you say things like that extremely long setup for toothbrush. Please never stop, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you shame my entrepreneurial spirit. (laughs) But yes, you you somehow managed to fail to move your toothbrushes your fur-based cotton swabs or fur-based swabs and uh after a couple hours you think that you've the guards that have walked past have all decided they're not going to shop at your establishment and you're not exactly seeing a lot of other people out here there's the occasional civilian the you know drunk or doing religious observance or just taking a late night walk or whatever but um you're not really working with a lot of people at this point and i'll be back with something new it'll be great <laughs> okay Do you head on back home? Yeah, I guess I just roll up the bindle and uh, saunter towards bed. Okay. Checking on the potions and eh, probably not even bothering to remove makeup. (laughs) Gonna regret that tomorrow. You're gonna have to wash it out of your pillow. Um, Oh, you don't want a picture of Vaughn's pillow. You are correct. So, (sighs) welcome to the next morning, everybody. I assume... People are doing their day jobs, and you meet up at some point to discuss what happened. Um, I would have just sent a, uh, I would have just sent a rat to tell them what happened. You know. Okay. Uh, what does your rat say? Uh, my rat says, I, I, I saw, I saw a cool bird, but it didn't come back when I expected it to. Wealthy and Grix, what do you make of this message? <laughs> Um, hmm, well, well, I think it's fairly obvious that Corva didn't come back. Yeah. Didn't, yeah, yeah. didn't exit the way we thought she would. Cause Corva. Corva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I got that wrong in my head. Yeah. No, that's, that's, well, while slightly cryptic, it's pretty, pretty, pretty easy simple. to, to yeah. decipher. Um, so I guess that means it's our turn. So, uh, We'll go out and take a look and watch the entrance. Yeah, we'll get off work. Um, what is it, about 3 o'clock-ish? Yep. Fantasy 3 o'clock? Fantasy 3 o'clock. Um, then we'll go. We'll get off at Fantasy 3 o'clock and, and head out there. And there not there a cafe near the gate? Uh, yeah, there's like a noodle stand out there. Okay, and the noodle, they- noodles sound good. Yeah. We'll, we'll go ahead and- We're also we'll- there a little bit earlier. So there are some cafes and stuff, and more things are open then. Sure. Yeah, we'll um Yeah. We'll go out there and, and uh we shouldn't hang out together because No. We're gonna be doing this on the regular, so it would be weird if a halfling and a kobold just showed up every day and at the same time and ate noodles. Yeah, oh, yeah, you wanna stagger that. Yeah. Luckily no one has habits. Like sometimes we'll hang out together, but we'll pass by each other and Yeah. yeah. Make a make significant eye contact. Make it look natural. Yeah. Yeah. Tug our ears. Okay. Thumb our noses. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Grix might actually uh, uh, go outside a little bit and like, like explore and see what's up and see if he can see anything. Okay. Um, real quick, are y'all trying to be disguised in any way? Yes. Okay. Because Aristine gave you tips on shadowing, but not on disguise. But I'm still yeah. more than happy to let you try it. 
I'm an expert in disguise already from being a... Especially especially for weight, because you can. (laughs) Like class. Yeah. Illusionists have the disguise skill. Uh Uh-huh. So, okay, roll charisma for me. Or actually, no, wait, don't roll it. Don't listen to me. What's your charisma bonus? One. Okay, and levels four. I'm supposed to be rolling the disguise checks for you. So, I know if they succeeded or failed. I have now rolled Grix's disguise check. Bah-ha-ha-ha. And Wealthy, are you trying to do any sort of disguise, or are you just playing it cool? Um, I think I got Wealthy a, a wig. Did you? Sure. That, that sounds vaguely familiar, yes. Okay. Okay, I'm wearing a wig, I guess. And because I think it looks hideous, I'm going to go ahead and wear my hood up. <laughs> what does the wig look like? Um, well, when she said wig, I... I saw Evangeline Lily in the Wasp, as 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 in in Ant Man with the really severe cut, you know, the mm-hmm. bangs and the it cups down to her chin and it's really cropped off. That's what I saw, and I don't like that look. So, especially on me or on wealthy, so that's what it looks like. Okay, all right, cool. So you all are staking things out. Grixie said you wanted to go out and explore a bit. Yeah, like before the shift change. I'm guessing. So you have at least uh, a little yeah. bit of time. Okay. Sure. You go out and you explore. There's, again, the plaza is described like last time. It expands out in front of you and to each side and basically runs out to the edges of the mountain in uh-huh. this area. And it's very large. Uh-huh. There are a couple of, um, at least near you, outside the main gate, there's a couple of steep paths that go up to the next level where you start getting up to just other terraced areas, either various gardens or things like that, or once you get a little bit higher, you hit a lot of the farms. Where they've actually like carved out the fields into the mountain and steps. Mm, sure, sure. Cool. Uh, I'll just I'll make it like I'm sightseeing, but I'll keep my eyes open. Okay. So do you want to like go up? Yeah, to yeah, the higher go up points? yeah. 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 Okay. Get a, a um, bird's eye view. Yes. Are you gonna stay up there for when you are looking, keeping an eye out for Corva. I mean, well, I mean, I'm keeping an eye out now, but like, I'm not going to stay. Oh, well, yeah. Or rather, for the shift change, are you going to try to go back before the shift change happens? I mean, we're we're splitting up, so we're like, we're not both expected to cover it 100%. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, make my way around slowly. Okay. So you stay up so, here wandering. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a couple of places here that are pretty nicely undisturbed. Like, they've been you know, maintained somewhat. The bushes aren't overgrowing everywhere, but there's a lot of spots up here that just feel like little natural groves or meadows or whatever. It's too small to be a meadow, but small natural spots uh, tucked in on the cliffside before you start hitting the really big manicured stuff. And make an intelligence check. Hey, that's pretty good. 23. All right. At a 23, you, (laughs) especially given... Into the prime for you. Uh-huh. You uh, are looking around and you start noticing they're all very tucked away, but there's a number of basically what you can see as small reinforced like pockets in the cliff, like little platforms basically with the reinforced, you know, balls and ceilings, but an open front um, okay. or a half covered front that you actually see some people. Um, Mostly bird folk of various kinds. There's a couple of other various folks that have um, 
like wings coming out of their back or other ways to fly, you'd assume, that are up there too. And basically, you've spotted a number of where the uh, the posts are for those flying crews. Okay. So that that will give you a bonus for potentially keeping track of where Corva goes, if that's one of the places she goes. Okay, sounds good. Cool. So the sun starts heading down, the shift starts to change, and I need intelligence checks from both of you to get an eye on Corva. Oh, natural one. I was going to have you throw a d6 on top of that, but uh, actually still throw a d6 on top of that. Believe in yourself. I got a d2. Hey, I got a six. So, okay. Damn, did you say a two? I got a two. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that we suck. It's daylight. What do you expect? Well, the sun setting. Uh, But so wealthy. uh, With a two. Oh, God, I forgot. It was daylight when I went outside. My kobold eyesight was bad. It hurt. Don't worry about it too much. Uh, Yeah, I I was shading my eyes. Yeah, Yeah. probably didn't help. Oh, he could have found a spot, some shade to kind of lurk in. Sure. You still would have had some trouble, like, seeing certain areas, because it would have been too bright, but... Like, if you had the sun at your back, you might be okay. Yeah. And we're in the shade. Um, yeah. But all right, so for Wealthy, what does that two add up to total once you add your level and your intelligence modifier? Eight. All right. Grix, what does that add up to? And, and it is a uh, primary attribute. Okay. And then, uh, Grix, what does yours add up to? Uh, Actually, fuck. One plus six plus two plus... What level are we? Four? Four. Uh, that's 13. Interesting. <laughs> Natural one, but technically reached a level of success there. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Wealthy. Mm-hmm. You're keeping an eye out. You are ready. You are set. May walks over to you, because this <laughs> is her shift change. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I'm, I'm trying to be really, really subtle and you know, and 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 turning away and putting my hand up to my face and just like nothing more subtle than putting your hand up to your face. <laughs> uh, make a charisma check to try to communicate this non-verbally to May. <laughs> uh, throw a d4 on top of whatever you just rolled, because this is one of your best friends. <laughs> on the floor, lurking. Where all d4s go? <laughs> Waiting patiently, like a Lego. All right, that. <laughs> Okay, that's 21. All right. Uh, yeah, May starts heading towards you. Starts waving. Seems to get what you're putting down. Gives you a bit of a weird look that you get, you know, kind of looking through the hand. You're covering the side of your face. <laughs> you know, the, why are you talking to me, person? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, you shout out to Penny Arcade from like 20 years ago <laughs> you head on out too. <laughs> and she heads off and you are safe um, so yeah but with that and with the rest of your scanning of the crowds you don't see Corva you don't know if May distracted you at just the wrong time or you just missed her this is one of the bigger shift change in terms of just like there's still people around in this area doing their normal day to day stuff and then there's also a bunch of soldiers <laughs> like it's, it's about as crowded as it gets um but Grix, yeah, you're outside. You are blinded by the light, shading your eyes and keeping your head at an angle. Um, 
and flying up and past you and you kind of catch them in silhouette and then follow them as they go up to what looks to be one of the highest ones of those perches. Um, you see an individual you're pretty sure is Corva. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, she does end up mostly out of your view. Like you see where she went, but because yeah. of the angle, like unless she's sitting at the edge and like leaning over, you're not going to have a good look at her. How is there a way to get up there? Yes. So from where you are, it's probably like a hundred feet up. You're just kind of in a little, you know, there's a tree, there's some bushes, there's some nice grass. If you head up from here, you would go through, you could basically cut along a couple of farm terraces, and then there's a small path off to the side of one of them. Okay. So it's not a sheer cliff. No. Um, okay. There's a path off the side of one of them that will get you to a ladder that goes up to where this has been carved out of a sheer surface. Um, Got it. But it is accessible. Yes. Ish. Okay. That's good, because kobolds are excellent climbers. It's true, I think. Uh, by which I mean I have a minus three natural climb check. Perfect. Yeah. A plus, no notes. Yeah. Um, so do you want to pursue to try to get a better look? Uh, It'd be weird if I just like crawled up there and there was a bunch of guards and I was like, hey, what's up? Yeah, but you know where it is. Yeah. You'd either try to position yourself somewhat far away. Yeah, I want to position myself so I, can, so I can watch. Yeah, you'll probably want to still oh, go I'm up. Oh, I'm going to... Yeah. Go ahead. Can I get to a spot where I can see the entrance and the, uh, the roost... Uh, make an intelligence check again. So you scan around in the in the dying light. Nope. You see like one or two places, but you're pretty sure that you wouldn't be able to actually like like their outcroppings and stuff. You're not sure you could stay balanced on them. Okay. For an entire night. Sure. Uh, the other question is what what magic is in your arm right now? What spell did you put into it this morning? And Ooh. which personality is in your arm right now? Oh, good question, good question, good question. It is, um, I'm definitely trying to catch up with, uh, with, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, rotating because now I feel responsible for all of my crystal friends. <laughs> uh, but I'm definitely trying to catch up with, uh, with Kirill. Okay. Um, I dropped in a, a message. Interesting. And are you, were you saying that Kirill's the one that's in there or? Yeah. Okay. I think the result of that is that you can talk back and forth to Kirill very easily. You're not relying on detect thoughts or anything like that. Oh, sweet. Um, may also be able to transmit messages, but you haven't tried it yet. Like use the message spell kind of as written. Sure. Oh, from my hand. Yeah. Like basically using your arm as a mini temporary enchanted item. Ooh. Uh yeah, I'll 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 see if I can do that. I'm gonna see if I can find uh, a spot where I can see wealthy. Uh I was assuming wealthy was inside the gate. Wealthy, do you move outside? You do have I... to leave your noodle stand behind. It's well, extremely how... tragic. Is the gate I thought big? I was outside the gate. I thought you were I was assuming you were at the same place that um Ericene. Oh, was the noodle stand not in the plaza? The, the noodle stand was is basically I... on the inside area right before you exit the gate. Oh. No, but I had gone see, outside. See, yeah, you I, went outside later. I was describing I mean, the original area. You stood there, you posted oh, okay. it, and then you went out. God. That's the brilliance on. of a noodle stand. You can go see, in, you can get the noodles, and then you can go hang out and eat them outside. Yeah. If you would like it I to was, be outside, that is fine. 
I was thinking of a military base where you wouldn't be allowed to go inside if you weren't actually military or didn't have business you, there. You live inside so the military we live inside. base, which makes it, the rules a little bit squishy. <laughs> I have a totally different view of what, what's going on than I think anybody else does. Um, so I was thinking we were like outside like a fort that everybody was going into. What do we see when we go outside? So you are... The fort is built extremely heavily into the mountain, and the original walls that were outside of the mountain on the land around it have been taken down after you know you lifted the mountain into the air and have a giant gate. Um, so you're basically going out of a gate that I don't think Moria is actually a good example, but that kind of there is a gate in the side of this mountain, but there's no major fortifications beyond it in the same way there would be. Okay. Um, because they have a gate that seals and like there's the perches that those folks are on and there's various places they can take cover but the plaza is actually prioritized being pretty open okay so because you're in the air and stuff goes from all directions so what you're looking at is a large flat expanse that goes down a couple of levels before it hits the very quote-unquote front of the mountain like the front edge of mostly just paved stone areas there's a couple of small fountains there's a couple of like columns that are just standalone columns that aren't supporting anything, like they don't have a roof. Um, I guess it's a colonnade going along kind of the center path. And then there are a few overhangs and things like that. Um, and, you know, small sheltered areas. So it'd be kind of like, maybe like if Petra had like a, like a cool chill hangout area in front of it. What? What? Petra, the, the city in uh, Syria, the ancient city. Built into I'm the so mountain sorry. Okay. Oh, lost. Okay, I know from, uh, from, from Indiana Jones. Yeah, from Indiana Jones. Yeah. Uh, yes, actually, that is not a bad example from what I can see. When the guard goes out of the gate, they're actually taking up positions to guard from to watch for whatever it, for the for the corruption that they're watching for. They're watching for storms, and they're prepared to go into protection mode. Yeah. They are. Where do they Where do they train? They also train a couple of different places. One of them is actually probably up kind of near where Grix is, and they do train on these plazas fairly regularly as well. Okay. Um, so a good amount of the training is also done inside, just because you're all pretty used to it at this point. Okay. Uh, Petra is in Jordan, not Syria. Wit apologizes for this error. Thank you, Wit. I accept your apology. My mother was convinced for the longest time that that was a special effect. No, that's a real city. That's an ancient city. No. No, that's real. But so, were you looking for the training fields for any particular reason? No, um, like I said, all this, uh, all this point, I've been seeing ourselves outside of a fortified, on the, on the outskirts of a fortified, um, place where the guard goes in, they do their thing, they're, um, they're watching, you know, they're, uh, they're yeah. doing their guarding duties, and then they come back inside, and we don't really have, as, as civilians, we really don't have access to that outside. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because sorry. Because I, gotcha. I grew up on a military base, and that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the other way around. You are, right. you are exiting the fort. Proper. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now I understand. That's all I. Yeah. So I was curious where they were spending, where they were doing um, all of their training, which is where they would be doing if the if they were on a military base. That's where they would be doing it. But hmm. but that's just that's just you know militarization yeah. in my brain. I'm sorry. 
No worries. Um, okay, so having figured that out, yeah, I can be outside okay. in the sun. Okay. Eating my noodles. Okay. And I can probably see Grix better than he can see me. Probably. Okay. Or I can see the spot where I know Grix was supposed to go because it's, he's probably fairly far up and, and hidden. Yeah, I think I think Grix is probably far enough back that unless you're way out towards the very front edge of the mountain, um, you'd probably not be able to see him very well. How far out do you want to go? You got a couple of football, like two, three football fields worth of depth before you hit the front corner or front edge. Uh, I'm going to go toss, oh. toss a cover piece off the edge, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, just as a good luck. All right. It sails down into the clouds below and disappears. Yeah. Sorry. Somewhere a corrupted creature is killed by <laughs> cover piece falling from the sky. <laughs> no, the Mythbusters proved that can't doesn't work. I was going to say that that's not how physics works, unfortunately. Well, didn't I tell you all the coffer pieces are um, shaped very sh- to a very sharp point with uh, fin stabilizers <laughs> on the back? <laughs> but all right, so yeah, uh, Balthy, how far out are you going? You know, I'm just going to take a casual stroll out to the second level. Okay. I'm not interested in, in, in putting myself in a position to fall off the um, mountain. Okay, we can say for as a rough thing, there's like three levels of plaza as you get down toward the front so you head away from the first one which is the one that's right next to the gate and head on out to the second one that's down a few steps or a short ramp and yeah um there's a couple of benches out here you're still along that colonnade nearby there is what appears to be a an artist rendition in some sort of stone some sort of very hard stone uh of a tree granted with no leaves hmm that has some benches over it and provides a modicum of shade, although the sun is setting, so the angles aren't working great in your favor for that bit. Okay. I will go ahead and sit down. Okay, cool. So the knight heads on. Again, wealthy. Even with that adjustment, you still blew your check pretty bad, so you did not. You weren't <laughs> able to track Corva. That said, you have a good view of the front mountainside now. And so if Grix was to. Yeah, if I do ever catch sight of wealthy i will uh uh use message or try to use my hand to message okay and be like the 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 bird went to and give the rough spot on the cliff yeah uh, let me double check how message works because i don't actually use it that often no because it's pretty limited i believe it's a uh, line of sight in this one yeah actually as long as you can see the targeted creature the message is heard yeah yeah so yeah, uh, I think because you were well, you were looking for a place where you could get a view of both wealthy and the perch. Yeah, well, mostly just to send the message, the initial message of uh, that's where the bird is. Okay, yeah. So you can um, you can definitely kind of swing out to the edge and see wealthy or the person you're pretty sure is wealthy. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna get close enough to be pretty sure. Uh, like, you to be certain, cannot certain. without redescending the mountain. Ah. Dang it. All right, that might be extra suspect, in, or extra uh, circumspect in my, uh, not suspect, the opposite <laughs> of suspect in my message to her. Okay. Uh, what do you say? The bird has entered the roost at- Oh yeah, that doesn't sound suspect at fucking <laughs> all. The bird has entered the roost at 12 o'clock, and I give some, you know, descriptor of the- All right. All right, uh, and I'm wealthy. sitting there going- Nope, nope. wait one sec. <laughs> 
Well, who you say? Actually, first, uh, Grix, make an intelligence check to not accidentally misidentify some other okay. small okay. hooded individual as wealthy. How many halflings are there crawling all over this place? It's fine. <laughs> More than one, and you're far away. <laughs> Fuck me. I didn't do great, so I got a nine. Nine. Total. Intelligence. Primary stat. Uh, whoever you point at is looking around in a very confused fashion a second or two after you try to send that message. I duck. <laughs> you, you duck away from the edge. They, they, you're pretty sure they don't see you, and they, uh, they head away eventually. Kind of scratching their head. I do it again. <laughs> Different halfling? Yep. Well, no. I mean, if I keep... You just harass this person. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> Leave all your pocket change. I know what you did, and I'll tell everyone. <laughs> uh, this time I did pretty well. I got a 16. Okay, this time you... Uh... You take a second, you manage to call up in your mind's eye the cloak that Wealthy was wearing as uh-huh, part of the uh-huh. disguise and uh-huh, manage to uh-huh. pretty well confirm it's Wealthy. Uh-huh. And you send that message and Wealthy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Grix wants me to tell you there's a bird that entered a roost at 12 o'clock and it's not 12, so I assume he means like the direction it's up on that cliff, the one with the jagged bit that looks like a face. And who's talking to me right now? The message is over, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Voice goes away. Fascinating. Okay. Well, that's weird. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to, you know, look out over the, you know, the expanse off the edge of the mountain and I'm going to ruminate for a couple of minutes. Then I'm very I'm going to turn around, I'm going to look back towards the plaza and I'm going to look up and I'm going to, you know, look at the mountain. And okay. I'm going to go, "What the fuck?" Intelligence check for. Are you trying to find where Grix is no, talking about? So or are you just cursing? I'm just kind of looking up at the mountain in his general direction, going, "What the fuck, man!" All right. So Grix, he sent that message. Um, and like <laughs> that is uh nineteen plus four is twenty three. On an intelligence check. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're not sure if your message of swearing got back to Grix, but you do think you find where he was talking about. Okay. So, Grix. Yeah. You send your message. Uh, yeah. There is no audible response that you get. Sweet. After you wait a little bit. What you doing now? Uh, keep watching the wall. Okay. Time passes. Sweet. I need constitution checks from both of you. Oh, fuck me. Uh, I got a five. All right. Uh, yeah, I got a five, too, but I'm trying to find out what my whether, whether I have any modifiers. Oh, that was after the total of five. So that 10. Okay. So both of you, um, you know, the sun finishes setting, the stars come out. Grix, especially from your angle, you can see that the the permanent cloud cover below becomes this kind of big, fluffy, silvery ocean with the moonlight and the stars falling on it. Uh, Grix, you start nodding off. Hmm. Well, you do nod off is the thing. (laughs) Ah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Were you trying to be hidden? When you were searching for a place to see? I mean, not like, I'm not trying to be like, you know, hidden in a bush, but like, I'm out of the way. I'm not. You're like sitting under a tree or something. Like, yeah. Some place where someone would nominally be. 
Yeah. Okay. But not attracting attention to yourself. Right. But I'm also trying to not be seen as much as possible. Right. So you can actually say. So not out in the open. I'm tucked away, but also in a place where people would normally be. Yeah. Let's actually say you're sitting under a tree unless you have an objection to that. Nope. That sounds perfect. You can kind of see up through the gap to the spot you were looking at. But it's a really comfortable tree, it turns out, and it starts getting colder, and kobolds are okay with cold most of the time, but you do run a uh-huh. little bit chilly compared to uh-huh. the average person, and so you just kind of start nodding off uh-huh. and fall asleep. Uh-huh. Wealthy, you are just having trouble keeping it together <laughs> as the hours turn on towards, you know, it's like 10 p.m., it's getting late. You had a long day, you both did your full work day, you do manual labor jobs, like... You're, you're just beat. You're, you're having a hard time of it. Um, you're basically having a lot of trouble focusing at this point. Mm-hmm. And you're doing that thing that I assume happens to people besides me when they're tired, where things that are stressing you out just float up to the front of your brain. Oh, God. <laughs> what you thinking about, Wealthy? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I'm thinking about why I haven't seen Julia in a while. All right. <laughs> your thoughts turn to julia and how she is not around and how she's not heresy yeah oh damn <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> well heresy and i have been some near-death experiences together and julia and i have just had tacos okay <laughs> so wealthy you're uh you're having a hard time of it maybe getting a little bit sniffly trying to keep your brain on things it's not quite working. A rat appears before you. Oh. And kind of politely waits until you... Hello. Tune back in enough to reality. <laughs> <laughs> Gives a little wave. Hi. It points at its little backpack, and then it turns around, kind of gestures at the back of its backpack. All right, I lean down and I... There are two things written on this backpack in very tiny print. And one of them they... is message. The other one is journal. Okay. Huh? Okay. And it gives you a questioning look. Do you want to give me, do I only have a, do I have a choice or can I take both? It somehow with its little paw manages to make the money rubbing fingers together. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) And then points at each one again. What, what's the going rate for a message? I give it the going rate for a message. Okay. It, uh, it pops open a little backpack for you and there's a extra tiny because the way this has been laid out pen and piece of paper for you okay should you wish to send a message okay and all right then i'm gonna send a message to grix got your message through bizarre means um i'm bored i want to go home (laughs) and go to bed how are you doing and i give it back to the rat Okay, the rat scurries off, and time continues. Why did the rat have a thing that said journal? I'm curious about that, too. (laughs) Wealthy, make an intelligence check. Is that like the rat version of live journal or something? 20. Dirty 20. Given that it was charging, you'd guess that maybe it spotted someone who was uh, reminiscing and could maybe use some journaling tools. (laughs) (laughs) So it is the the rat version of Live Journal. I guess you could send it somewhere afterwards. They do most of their business with thanks to teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, we're still in that <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's fucking Live Journal. 
Just figure it's not publicly posted. But who knows? Tertines on the arcs do lots of fun things. Same as live journal. Good, you could have private live journal. It's true. And friend restricted ones. Or like friend restricted live journal. Hey everyone, remember you could have privacy on the internet? That was cool. <laughs> it wasn't private then either. It was relatively. Or at least there were options that weren't just post to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and nothing. <laughs> so your message heads off. You realize too late you missed your chance to do some uh, journaling therapy. And <laughs> you wait and time continues. Grix, you or wealthy, um, it gets to be about two in the morning, or whenever I said the shift changes. Cough, cough. And uh, Grix has not responded to your message. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm not particularly worried about him, because Grix can handle himself, so I assume he probably fell asleep. The only reason I haven't fallen asleep is because um, I'm out here in the middle of, in, in, in public, and that would just be weird. Yeah, it is dark. There's not that at this point. There's not that many people to see you, and it's cold. But yep, it would be a little bit weird. But it's probably a little bit weird that I'm out here sitting in the cold too. So it is. You're not the only one, but uh, the the crowd really thinned out post sunset. <laughs> it is not warm out here on a mountain several thousand feet in the air. <laughs> it's moving. <laughs> Wind chills a little harsh. Um, but yeah, so uh, when it gets to be that shift change time and there is no Grix, do you just head on out? Um, yeah, it's too dark for me to go up the mountain. And like I said, um, I'm not particularly concerned about him. I don't think he's fallen off or has been <laughs> discovered. Okay. Have you just forgotten your purpose in being out here? No. It was I, too the much The shift angst. change happened. Nothing happened. I'm going to go home. What else, what else am I supposed to do? I'm cold and I'm tired and I'm hungry and I want to go home. Okay. <laughs> For whatever it's worth about it being too dark to go up the mountain, you can see just as good... well as a human can at dusk right now uh, with your highly specific dusk vision ability. That's right. I do have dusk vision. That's not saying you have All right, to. I'm standing, I'm standing there and I'm looking around, not up the mountain because that would be suspicious. Is there a way for me to start going up the mountain without looking like a halfling crawling up the mountain? I mean, there are paths going up, so you'd be a halfling going up a path why that other people it use. It doesn't matter why I would do it in the middle of the night. I'm going up there, and I'm going to find freaking Grix and bring him home, because he'll probably... He needs to come home. Okay. Okay. You go and you start searching for Grix as the shift change happens. Hey, Grix. Yeah? Uh-huh. There is a snap of fingers, and you are jolted back into consciousness. <laughs> Oh, there is a uh, rather intimidating looking black feathered bird woman sitting in front of you. Uh oh. It's still dark? Yep. Nope. Mm, mm, mm. Hey, hey, hi. You are not subtle about watching people. Can I ask why you're watching me? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh sorry, Croggy. Just, just, uh, woke up. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, 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 I never seen plumage like that before. Oh, good strategy. Convince her that you think she's hot. I flutter my eyelashes. <laughs> Not sure you have those, but make a charisma check. <laughs> to successfully flirt with this person, I don't know why I didn't see this coming. This is every <laughs> tabletop game on the planet. <laughs> oh my god. Our older 19. Oh my 23? god. <laughs> 
It was a muffled 19. 28, 23. <laughs> 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 also, I'm disguised, so... Charisma's a prime for you, right? Yeah, sure is. So you succeeded by 11. Yeah. Oh, damn. God fucking damn it. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, whatever. Get to flirting. Does Wit get to have a girlfriend, finally? <clears throat> yeah, but she's part of the cabal. She's an evil girlfriend. You haven't confirmed that. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, uh, I... So I've never uh, seen plumage was your line? Yeah. Well, I've never seen scales quite like yours. No. Thank you. I, uh, polish it myself. Uh, 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 Dr. Vons is a uh, scale wax. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, plug the brand. <laughs> Not sure I've heard of a Dr. Vons. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, got a, got a something. He's got a certificate and everything. Some kind of degree. It's, it's in, uh, <laughs> whatever our equivalent to Sharpie is, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hop up and, uh, you know, make myself presentable and not groggy and okay um she also will stand but gestures um to uh-huh. the ground next to you and says also i believe you have a message no oh. before i distract you any further ah is it the rat or is it just a message there's a rat just kind of oh kind of looks up sleepily when you start getting up <laughs> oh uh, sorry you could have uh could waken me uh here's a here's a tip gives you a look that says i tried oh <laughs> but uh, it makes the tip well, it takes the tip, and it... This isn't a bartender. Yeah, and then it looks at you like, um... <laughs> what? Kinda tip g- messengers? Kind of gives it... No, the, but... Making it disappear. That, the way that Ian was about to say it was, like, the way that they always say that bartenders make tips disappear. Yes. Um, the, uh, the rat does look at you, or, like, waits while you read the message, because often one will respond. Um, so you get a message from Wealthy. That says, got your message through bizarre means. I'm bored and want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> haven't seen anybody. Ah. I trust it isn't bad news. No, uh, my friend got uh, confused that I uh, accidentally fell asleep out here and not, didn't come home. Uh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> you would hardly be the first. We've escorted a number of people inside who fell asleep out here or rather gone and found them when their loved ones were concerned oh yeah oh well thank you appreciate you uh i uh i mean i i don't i don't know that i need an escort back it's like that's the entrance right over there you have to go a couple of flights down the mountain and these can be steep it would be my pleasure to take you back to the gate oh well certainly then i won't be one to refuse god damn it i'm crawling up the mountain to come find you yeah uh so Grix, you start heading down the mountain, escorted by one of the highest-ranking guardians. <laughs> yeah. Who you've been flirting with. Yes. Yeah. Who we're also spying on. Yeah. Yep. You get to... I'm just going to be, like, uh, like talking. Yep. Like, uh, just just going on about stuff. Uh, possibly talking about... Uh, uh... God, I don't know what to talk about. Uh, the latest um, Bard Act that has been popular in the in the the, the spires. <laughs> I don't know. I always preferred Simon's earlier works. 
Oh, yeah, but this one's got all the fart jokes. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like he became too reliant on fart jokes. Yeah. Wealthy, you basically run directly into Greg <laughs> as he uh, crests the top of these stairs to head down and you reach the top yourself. I'm going to try to play it cool and ignore Wealthy. Cool. Uh, both of you make charisma checks to play this off. My god. Delaying it cool. I mean, don't worry, you can't stop a train wreck. Sometimes you just have to watch 18. them. I got a 19. Oh. <sighs> All right. You you don't know how well you did necessarily, but you managed to pass by without comment from Corva beyond I think Grix, you get a hand on your shoulder to make sure you do not fall off the side of this mountain. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, I'm going to like uh I'm going to just like like keep rattling off and talking and like yeah. She's into it. And she is I am keeping up with you, talking less. I think I'm quick enough to figure out that he, well, for one thing, I've I'm quick enough to figure out that this is Corva <laughs> and that um Grix is talking to her. So I'm just going to um step off to one side and pass them and head on up the mountain for a midnight stroll. Because, you know, it's totally okay that I'm doing that. Because I'm a free citizen and I'm allowed to do what I want. Uh-huh. In the middle of the night, when it's cold. Yep. Yeah. No one out here would argue with you. They just figure no. it's your fault if you die. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm going to be really pissed if I die. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I recommend not doing that. So... Yeah, you managed to play it cool as Grix goes past. Uh, Grix, you are having a perfectly pleasant conversation with Corva. It seems to be warming up to you. And you uh-huh. do make it back to the gate. Sweet. Well, uh, thanks. I uh, appreciate it. And uh, uh, it was a, a pleasure to talk to you for a little bit. And uh, sorry that I got weird and creepy and uh, uh, was, was like, you know, staring. Uh, but uh, um, yeah. It's, uh, it's been a while since someone stared, I suppose. Don't follow people when you do it, generally speaking, but... Oh, I was I was out there walking, but I didn't mean to be following you. I just... Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. It is pretty amazing plumage. I'm impressed that staring works at all. Well, I would love to talk to you again sometime. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, what, uh... Yeah, you're out this way often, uh, obviously, <laughs> with the whole uh, outside thing. Yeah, uh, I meet you for some noodles. Or a drink, perhaps. Oh, sure. Are you doing anything right now? Oh, uh, I mean, it's morning. It's it's extremely early a.m. You're basically still in the middle of the night. Okay. Um. Sh- 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 nope. I'm free. <laughs> I know a place. Oh. She is. Oh. This Leviathan seat. <laughs> <laughs> Utterly nonplussed. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. What? No, it was a good question. It was just a very funny chain of thoughts. Uh, The way that you said it. Yeah. That's the that's the open that's the open late at night uh, funky place that I know. I was thinking of somewhere a little quieter in a different neighborhood. Although, oh, where's that? Fuck. (laughs) Come on in. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Come up with another bar. <laughs> Man, bars per capita in this town. <laughs> it's like being a Ballard. There's <laughs> like 500 bars. <laughs> I mean, most of those are breweries. Not all no. of them. Where do you think these get their beer from? It is unfortunately named. It's called the Bee's Knees. No! 
after some saying I've never fully understood. You'd think they'd make mead. Well, a voice from nowhere, they do, in fact, have excellent mead. <laughs> ah, hence the bees. They also have several cocktails involving honey. And, more importantly, are open until the very early hours. Or until about 7, fantasy, 7 a.m. Okay. So, if you don't object, she's going to take you over there. Yeah. Yeah, that sound, sounds good. Um, I'm a little suspicious that it's a trap. But mostly just going along with it. All right. Here's hoping you're a lot more smooth than I was with May. What could go wrong? And uh, wealthy. Mm-hmm. God, it's cold up here. God, it's cold up here. Make an intelligence check to not get lost. <laughs> Nine. Or. And it, but it is a primary attribute. Okay. You take a long time. You're kind of wandering around. You, you're having one of those moments. Like we all do when we're navigating an area we're roughly familiar with. We're really like, I know if I go this way, I'm going to hit a thing I recognize and it'll be fine. But that keeps kind of not happening. Like you think you found the right stairwell and then you head down it and it goes to a totally different place than you thought it did. And you're wandering around for a while and you finally find an entrance back into the city. But it's like 3 or 4 a.m. by the time you do. You also rather startle the one guard that's been posted at it, because this is like a one-person-sized door kind of thing, but they don't give you any guff as you shuffle on in. <laughs> oh, joy. Um, they, okay. They close the outer door behind you, the inner door is opened for you after that one is closed, and you're allowed on in. Oh, good. Oh, God, it's cold. And you Even are- though I'm wearing a cloak and my feet are supposed to stay warm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you are in a weird little side passage of the city that you're not super familiar with, but how big a city is it, right? And you start making your way towards... Yeah, well, and I wasn't born and raised in this city. That's also true. Um, I guess make another make an intelligence check or a wisdom check to uh, see how <laughs> let's you're doing. Do a, let's do an intelligence check. Thank you very much. You're no fun. 18. All right, uh, you think you recognize... After some wandering, you head down a level and over a bit and up a level again, and you kind of get out of the weird side passages that are basically no better than the, or like no more used than the maintenance tunnels. Like they're used for transporting goods and other things that to not interrupt thoroughfares, but that's about it. And you find yourself in Echoes very late at night. Ooh. It's pretty quiet, especially for Echoes. Um, you think all the performances are pretty much done. You can hear somewhere in the cavern there's a bar that's open or two and hear talking from that but other than that it's been pretty pretty chill and okay. you make your way through the street and you're heading past a store that appears shuttered hey wendy uh -huh. is that you wendy you owe me like two <gasps> laugh things <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and we cut away from you <laughs> i love that guy i do too <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> So, Vaughn's an Aerosene. Yay! Uh, you, you wake up in your early mornings, relatively speaking. Are any alarms going off? Um, the day after Griggs and Wealthy's thing? Basically a few hours, given how late it was for them. Okay. Um, and we will jury-rig these timelines together as needed, but I think Aerosene, you get a bit of a prod from your mother, who has shown up in your room kind of as you wake up. Uh-huh. 
Uh, hey, sweetie, any... How's that project going? <laughs> this is not... So, Ian, I'm gonna say this isn't a great time for you to ask me that question, because I don't know if they sent us rats yet. That's true. I guess I'm gonna say, you will have that question, that will be the cliffhanger. I don't know why I thought that was a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I figured you'd just say we're still working on it. You cliffhanger backwards. I mean, I would give my mom an update, like, to the best of my ability. <laughs> or I guess that's a different thing she can ask, is, uh, how are your friends handling working with you? Are they enjoying the thing? Well, Vons went out uh, two nights ago with me, and we lost her somehow, and then Vons just did a lot of, you know business or whatever i hear the tone on that whatever please (laughs) do me a favor and yourself a favor and never ever ever ask him about his swabs please trust me mom okay uh when when you actually give some details about two nights ago she does glance at the door but it's closed and wait what swabs no no mom so they're not a fun thing it's terrible. It's like the worst thing I've ever heard of. And it, it really, it feels bad to think about it. And so I'm just telling you, if you ever have a reason to find out what they are, don't. Okay. And we'll get back to the conversation next time. Fonz. Yo. You wake up pretty early because otherwise you'll shit up burn down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or at least, you know. It's best to get things running so you can actually check on them a couple times during the day and make progress as needed. Vaughn's is probably cued to check on them once a night, too. Like, you know, when he yeah. gets up in the middle to pee or something, he probably wakes up by smell. Uh, you are up in the middle of the night, shuffling about, and checking on your concoctions, which involves, you know, heading through. Because I imagine you're brewing your stuff, like, in the basement, right? Or Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you shuffle through the house, and you check on your concoctions, and you shuffle back up, yawning. And you notice that the door to your sister's room is open. Oh. No. I mean, a a girl needs her privacy, but uh, do I hear anything unusual from inside? Uh, Well, you hear something unusual in that you don't hear anything. You're pretty sure you don't hear your sister in there. I don't hear her snoring or nothing. Nope. Hmm. She snores pretty loud, or at least I can get that. Okay. Uh. Are there any other signs that Lucky is around? Uh, well, do you go and, like, poke your head in? Uh, well, first Vons is going to listen through the rest of the house. Uh, yeah, you, you shuffle around, you listen, and you don't see any, or don't hear any signs of Lucky. Okay, so then, yeah, Vons is going to tap on the door a couple times and do that thing where, like, you you knock kind of hard and that opens the door a little bit, but you pretend you didn't mean to. Uh, there appears to be no Lucky present in the building. Huh. Well, glad nothing's boiling over. Um, <laughs> shit. I mean, I was just going to show her this toothbrush. Um, still working on the R&D here. D- d- does, uh, does her stuff appear to be there? Uh, make an intelligence check. Okay. You are looking at a teenager's room. Right, and but uh, Vons would mostly be concerned about a few particular things: her yeah. notebook and uh, her whatever traveling bag she uses. Okay, uh, make an intelligence check. Probably still. her jacket, if there is one. Yeah. 
Okay, so I just rolled a 17. My int is going to give me a plus 5 on a prime. Okay. Her normal bag is there, but you actually piece together that um, you're pretty sure she hasn't been using that bag as much recently. She switched to a new bag. Um, huh. And But her notebook appears to be gone. Her coat is gone. Most of her stuff is there. The bed's unmade. There's no Dear Vaughn's letter. So, like... <laughs> but, okay. Yeah, like, kind of all her going out stuff is MIA, along with her. All right. So she's out, and uh, myself, if, if that were my little sister who was living with... I Personally, I'd be worried. But Vaughn's... Vaughn's is going to look at this and mostly just be annoyed. Okay. <laughs> so Vaughn's is going to summon a rat. Right. Uh, assuming there's one about. Yeah, He's, you, you lean out the, the front door. You, there's a little bit of a quiet clap thing you can do. That's pretty standardized, and a rat shows up shortly. Sure, sure. Okay, cool. This is a nice system we've got here. Um, <laughs> so he's going to scribble a quick note in uh, a vague language that he knows his sister will understand, but few else will. Is and it like, also in Foxfolk specifically? Yeah. Okay, but also like, vague stuff where you're implying things that you know the other person knows. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that familial communication. What do um, you roughly? What would this include? Or yeah, what does this say? So the message is uh, in in whatever way he writes it. It's going to say effectively, um, "Are you okay? Where are you at? Just checking. Um, did you finish?" The last batch of <laughs> uh, cure light wounds and uh, bring home more ingredients for cure light wounds. Cause damn. Okay. The rat heads off. Your message in tow. Um, you just told the rat lucky, right? You didn't give a location to try. Uh, yeah, no specific location to try. I really don't know. I don't think Vance has any clear idea of where she might otherwise go. Okay. Apart from maybe his parents' place, but he knows that she's also avoiding them, so... Hmm. Yeah, no, Vance really has no idea where she'd go. Okay, that's that's pretty standard. It just can take longer for things to get to the person. Right. Or they may give up and come back, or drop it off somewhere. Return to sender, sure. Yeah. Um, But they usually work pretty hard. After that, do you shuffle on back to bed, oh. or...? No, no, Vons is going to make sure that this rat gets, like, a little tip for his work. Um, Vons looks around for for something oh, Q-tip. like Oh, yeah. No, Vons totally does that. He's going to roll up a coupon for, for his new toothbrushes. And uh, see what he wants to get the word out about this shit. <laughs> sure. Viral marketing. Yeah, right. yeah. Literally, no, this is like this isn't even like a bogo, guys. No, this is like two just straight half off coupons. Whoa, <laughs> this is how you're tipping the rat, it, mm -hmm. encouraging the rat. Yeah, no, these are these are great toothbrushes. He's he's pondering the design a little bit, wondering if he should have used sharper teeth. You imagine you show this to the rat before you actually hand it over. Uh huh. The rat has you slide it into their backpack while giving you a confused look. And then heads off to deliver the message. And <laughs> what you doing? Do you head back to bed? Do you stay up all night cooking potions? I mean, yeah. Do you take up midnight yodeling? 
Vons <clears throat> is um Foxfolk are like like their their uh, circadian ryth- circadian rhythm is a little bit unusual, right? Like they're they're kind of nighty people. So I think they're more likely to be. This is based off my experience with a completely different animal. There are animals that just seem to kind of be up whenever, and ah. I imagine fox folk are kind of like that. You know, sleep when you're tired, be awake when you're not. If you yeah, have a job I- or something that changes it, obviously, but. He'll so, check yeah. on his potions. He'll research better glue. He'll, yeah. Okay. So we leave Vaughn's kind of working on stuff. Probably checking in on the brewery as well, just making sure that that's going in the right direction. It continues to be half-assembled, as is its want. It's half getting closer, assembled. though. It's getting closer, though, because you're doing industrial scale I brewing. can't tell you how many times we've been over the fact that <laughs> this is not even remotely ready. I am editing an episode <laughs> where it, in fact, came up. <laughs> No, no, that's fine. So long as the listeners understand that Vons is experiencing this time with agony. Yes. (laughs) I will say that you have had time because you had that five-day skip. If we didn't establish it already, and I think we did, you and Grix have some test batches going right now. Mm -hmm. And those appear to be going along just fine in their cakes or barrels or however you decide to do that. So we pull out on Vons doing alchemy and brewery by candlelight. And we'll pick up there next time. Sweet. Yay! Yeah. Huzzah! Woo! Ah, I love that Gex made it in again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm glad he's back. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, he a- is not a happy camper. How do I get rid of this asshole? <laughs> Maybe he just wants to hang out. <laughs> he's such a simple character. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. So, uh, Primary Attribute was imagined and brought to you by the people you just heard. For more information about the podcast, check out our website, primaryattribute.com. Questions? Comments? Feedback? Email us at letters at primaryattribute.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash primaryattributepod. Or on Twitter, at primeattribute. Or at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for every one of our deep, dank memes. Castles and Crusades was published by Troll Lord Games. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. Editing this week by Wit. Thanks, Wit. We hope you listen again next time to Primary Attribute. understand how softly you actually speak you are a pretty quiet person adam it's true really okay i think you are good at projecting without necessarily being loud because i can pretty much always hear you whenever we talk yeah (laughs) that's the thing i know exactly what you mean like i will hear some people clean across the room and they're not loud people they're ghosts it's kind of like uh any any sounds you hear from a game boy or like <laughs> an old phone. Like there are certain like tones and resonance that will just travel. They just pierce the veil and <laughs> go all the way across the room. Yeah. Whereas I'm both loud and I can project. It's like how you can hear the Nokia ringtone from inside a Spinosaurus. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, like it's a tiny, yeah. tiny speaker.
it but it doesn't need like bass or anything to hit the right like just Wait, for certain what? frequencies. Huh? Yeah, what? chiptune music. Oh, you haven't seen Jurassic Park three. I have not either. Oh. With William H. Macy. I just kind of uh, assumed. I assume there's someone a, gets a, eaten. A, a Spinosaurus eats one of the phones and they are like being chased by the Spinosaurus and it's ringing the Nokia ringtone. Sure. But I mean, it is an absolute guarantee that you'll hear a Nokia ringtone mm-hmm. from whatever animal ate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are people feeding Nokia phones to animals? Well, no, the guy was making a phone call and then the Spinosaurus ate him. Yeah. Or it Spoiler could just alert for Jurassic Park my, 3. I maintain my question. <laughs> or it, it could just be in their pocket. And and they happen to be delicious. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows Nokia phones are meant to be used as brake pads. <laughs> I have seen an actual video where someone did this. It's not a good idea, and I do not endorse it. <laughs> Introduction? Yeah.